Hello, my friends. How are you today? Welcome to the Urbantopia podcast, the podcast that focuses on the most important relationship you have, the one with yourself. If you want to learn and get inspired about your life, growth, health, your relationship with yourself and with everything that surrounds you, then let me tell you that you are in the right place. Thanks for being here, my friend, and enjoy the episode. Hello, my friends. How are you today? I hope everything is great with you. We are mid-December and I just celebrated my 38th journey around the sun. I spent my birthday with Mauro and Yasmin and of course I took time to be with myself as well. And during this week that followed my birthday, I had meetups with friends one after the other. I spent quality time with them, we had lunch, we ate great food and I met a friend yesterday and I was telling her about a period in my life around five years ago when I was studying quantum physics, physics of the universe and neuroscience and where I completely, completely disconnected from the physical world as it's the definition of time and space. And while I know that reality doesn't exist and that time and space don't exist either, I remember thinking, what's all this for? Our atomic base as humans is the exact atomic base as the table or the chair you sit on every day. I guess I'm talking about this because I mentioned my birthday and I had a period of my life where I was so cynical towards anything related to time or the physical material world until last year. So last year, with the pandemic, with being deprived from so many things, I had to consciously reconnect and make peace with the physical time and space concept because I have many dimensions to my being, obviously, because I have many dimensions to my being, the physical part being one of them, and also because I am living in a body that is a physical vessel to all the other levels of consciousness that I have in me. So all of this to say, I decided to start celebrating birthdays as in getting a cake, seeing friends, letting myself be celebrated, accept gifts even if this part is still difficult, which is actually very strange in me, but I am stepping into the receiving mode because I'm always the giving and rarely the receiving and it actually feels nice. So bringing some joy to my birthday season and week has been amazing. I also had a call from a friend and she shared with me a thought that I found very beautiful. She said, enjoy this week, enjoy this day, because everybody and all people who love you are conspiring for your joy and for your happiness. They're sending you energy that you can use to your advantage in life, projects and anything you want. So yeah, so I made peace with birthdays. I now talk about the fact that I celebrated my birthday and it actually feels good because there was a time in my life where I was a black and white person and I am liking the fact that I am giving myself the permission to change my mind, change how I feel about things as part of my evolution. Anyways, I guess that was a long intro. So let's jump into today's topic. Quick disclaimer, for those who are listening directly to this episode, please go back to the first one because both these are linked. The first episode is the first half of the year and the second episode is the second part of the year. And with this, let's resume my 2021 journey, experiences and lessons. I stopped in June last episode, which was the month I fully came back from my sabbatical I felt reconnected to myself, I felt super connected to my creativity and to my essence. 
I also had many ideas to make my business evolve in new ways. I was fully clear on who I am now in this period of life and what I wanted to do next. And on top of that, Morocco, that has been closing the borders for over a year, just announced that the borders opening is gonna happen during June. Which meant I was going to travel and finally visit Morocco since January 2020. I went there after a year and a half and it was one of the best moments of 2021, I have to say. And here is why. I'm sure that you feel the same, like whenever you visit your homeland, there is something special about it. The place we grew up in, all our memories from childhood, and the only place that you truly call home and also feel home. No matter where I go and no matter how much I travel to amazing places, for me, Morocco is Morocco. And although I sometimes had mixed feelings about it, because I associated it to dealing with certain people that were quite toxic for me in the last four or five years, plus some family heavy load that I had been in charge of for years, this time I consciously took it as part of my growth. Instead of running away from meeting certain people, I stepped in my uncomfortable zone to see if all the emotional and mental work and the energy work and the meditation and the breathing actually worked. I know I'm not giving many details here on the personal toxicity, etc. with those people, simply because I don't want to deviate from the main topic and also because I will for sure have another episode dedicated to dealing with toxic people that will always be in your close environment. It doesn't really matter the details and what happened, etc. to me, as much as it matters to me to share with you how I lived it, how I experienced it, what happened, how did I fall in that, and then how I took myself out of those patterns. So, the trip to Morocco was a thrill. I landed in Casablanca, I visited the family over there and also in Rabat. It felt so refreshing to also disconnect a bit from the pandemic, because there, people are much more resilient and just continue to live their lives. It was also interesting to witness how I then had a complete different relation towards Morocco. And here is a bit of background on this before I carry on. Since I can remember, I always knew I would live abroad. I always knew I would travel a lot. I remember as a kid looking at the sky and seeing planes and imagining people inside the plane traveling everywhere. So for me, I knew I had it in me that I was a person that will be super international and that will be traveling a lot. Later on, when I moved away, I would go back for pit stops, visit the family for a couple of days, three days maximum, and that was it. I would go back to Paris or Amsterdam or wherever I was and just carried on with my life. And this was mainly because I thought that I never belonged in Morocco. And even more so after my father passed in 2007. But this June trip made me see things in a different way. Or maybe it was the pandemic. Or maybe the deprivation. For all I know, I now enjoy very much being in Morocco. And because I am the person that I am, and because I like to analyze and dissect and reconstruct everything, I thought about it. And the conclusion was that this time it felt different to be in Morocco and I dealt better with all the emotional baggage and the toxicity and the problems because simply I dissociated the people and that baggage from my home country. So this time everything about Morocco felt amazing and different and it's a silly thought, right? The story that I was telling myself that Morocco is directly linked to problems 
was just my own story that I built in my mind. But the truth is, the moment I disconnected these two elements, it felt even silly that I put a cross on so many previous trips and visits or made them short just because of the emotional load and the anxiety that I felt prior each trip. So I guess my lesson here is that people or the context they are in or your experience with them are one thing and everything else around that experience is a different whole thing. It took me years to figure out this. Of course, I had my own timing and I'm aware that each one of us has his own. So I'm not telling you that you have to snap your fingers and change your perception about stories you tell yourself or associations you make. I just hope that with this little story, you will take the time to think about your own associations based on your past experiences and sort out what is actually serving you versus what is keeping you away from being more yourself, enjoying more your life and doing what you really love doing. So that was June. It was all nice and smooth until July hit. (laughs) And July hit harder. It hit harder on my social slash friendships life. So before I start, I'm just putting here some context. For you who know me and follow me on socials, you know that I traveled quite a lot before. I was on and off planes all the year since I can remember actually. And you know also that when I'm in Lisbon, I am super quiet. I'm just at home, I'm in the office working, and at the maximum, I would go out to have lunch with the family. So Lisbon somehow is my base camp, and this is not by choice, it's simply because I couldn't make connections with people to the extent of building real friendships where I can be hanging out all the time and being with them all the time, etc. And you know also that before the pandemic, I used to see my friends while traveling, and most of my friends live abroad. They live in Paris, in Amsterdam, in New York, in Egypt, in Dubai, and in Morocco. So before I dive in more into the subject of what happened in July, I want to give you two pieces of information that will connect you to the story later on. The first one is, when I moved from 2020 to 2021, I made a wish, and that wish was, please God, universe, give me time and abundance where I need it the most, and remove anything that isn't serving me from my way. So this is the first piece of information. The second one is, I am a person that naturally suffers more from losing friends than from losing a partner or relationship. It doesn't mean that I don't value relations, it's just that for me, friendship is more sacred than anything else. And in Lisbon, actually, I had developed two connections. One of them started around August 2020, and the other one started way before, and that person was like a family to me. She moved away from Lisbon because her husband moved abroad for work, but we stayed connected the same. We would meet in the holidays. We would do so many things that kept the friendship going, and it was a strong one. So the first friendship was short. We met in the context of both being Arabic, and I guess missing my country during the pandemic, missing my friends and being around my people made me crave finding some of that in Lisbon. This friendship went south, it spiraled in a way that was quite strange to me. But then one day, Mauro asks me, if you were not grounded in Lisbon because of lockdown and the pandemic, would you have been friend with this person? My answer was probably no, because we had very little in common. And again, this is not me saying I am better than the other person or the other person is better than me. What I'm saying is, this was not a fit in values. It was not a fit in lifestyle either. 
So after this question that Mauro asked me, I stopped trying to understand what happened and I just accepted and surrendered that this was simply the universe cleaning my path as I had asked before. So this one was not hard for me to move on from. The second one, however, was a friendship that became like family since we met in 2017. And what I found out, actually, what happened, came as a shock to me. But I'm so grateful that luckily we got the chance to talk about it right away. We somehow had closure. And although my friend did admit that she was acting out from a dark place and asked me for forgiveness, she wanted to rebuild the relationship, I couldn't carry on. Even if I forgave her, I simply could not because... The behavior and the actions that followed from her were so unfair, were so unreal to me, to Mauro, to my family, to our years of life together, to our history together, and above all, I can't breach my own values and promises to myself. If someone treats me in a way that is less than respectful, if I allow that person to remain in my life, I would be insulting and disrespecting myself. And again, the details here and the exact actions and facts of what happened are not relevant because, well, first of all, they're personal. But also out of respect, when we come out of a conflict, it's okay to move on. It's okay to forget about the details and what happened. What's not okay is forgetting and not understanding what the lesson from that experience is. So what is relevant here is that I am grateful that we got some closure. I'm really grateful that we could talk for like a long time and exchange a lot of messages until I had the full picture. I told her what I thought and then took a couple of days to think about it and just told her, look, I love you. I am not angry at you. I simply cannot be myself anymore because this is way beyond anything I could have imagined. So then I chose to accept that this again was what I asked the universe to do, cleaning anything that doesn't serve me. Now, after thinking about this, and in hindsight, there was one common factor between these two relationships. And that common factor is that I had seen red flags from these people. And I genuinely chose to see the good in every situation that happened in the past. And look... I'm a firm believer in the idea that we come to life to learn and overcome experiences that will ultimately lead us to reach higher levels of consciousness. And most of the time, I guess these experiences mirror what we either resist or project or those experiences keep coming over and over and over again until we learn and move on from them with the lesson. So if you take a moment and stop to think about something that isn't working in your life right now or something that is bothering you or something that you are resisting, take a step back, take a moment, observe the cycles in which this feeling comes through, but also the situations. You will be surprised and you will find that it's not that you always have the same stuff happening, rather it's the same situation coming over and over again only in a different package, in a different form. And until you walk through and get what you need to get as a lesson and close that cycle, you will keep having the same loop repeating itself over and over and over again. I actually love this quote that says, the only way around is through. The only way around is through. So for me this time, I chose to face the discomfort. I chose to face the facts and red flags and the situation that happened that was very uncomfortable and sad and I decided in the end to choose me 
and I chose me by ending a dynamic that was no longer aligned with my definition of what a healthy friendship means. And you know when you feel you just had a cleanse and that you created more fresh space? Well, that was exactly what I felt after these two experiences. Throughout all the pain and sadness and questioning and feeling uncomfortable and not understanding and getting confused, at the end, I chose myself and I felt much better by creating space and also by surrendering to what I have asked for when I moved from 2020 to 2021. So for this, I say, I'm so grateful. Thank you. More please. And this is where the magic started. What came after July was pure magic. And I say pure magic because the universe gave me what I exactly needed. So I know this friend. I met her six years ago through another person I know in Porto. And she was traveling on and off, coming to Lisbon, going around the world, etc. And she was actually the one who introduced me to this concept of grateful, happy, thank you, more please. And that friend is Jess, Jess Lively. She has an amazing podcast if you want to check it. It's the Lively Show. And I would see her in Lisbon on and off. But in the second half of 2021, we made it our ritual to always go have lunch at the same place. So we're always having lunch, eating the same thing and just chatting about life and having deeper conversations. And we're doing it even more since October. Whenever I'm in town, whenever she's in town, we're just meeting every other week or every week, even if we can. So then I started feeling the tide was shifting because late July, I got a text message from Mimi, a friend from London. And mind you, I call her friend, but back then we had never met. I would go to London, we would try to meet, I would either have too much on my plate and my meetings or she would be out of town, but we talked regularly and I know we shared the same values and that was enough for us to feel close enough. So here I am getting a text message telling me that her brother-in-law accepted the new job in Lisbon and that her sister, Leila, is actually moving to Lisbon. But not only Leila, also their parents later on, and they're all moving from Canada to Lisbon. Right after that, another friend, Didi, from the same circle, told me that they're officially moving to Lisbon and all of our kids would be in the same school. Then, Lala, Leila's mother, moved in. And the moment I met all of these people, I felt instant, instant connection. I remember the day I met Leila for the first time. When they moved to Lisbon, I told Mauro that this was why everything fell apart. I needed to make space and get out of the way because simply what was coming and what God and the universe had in the books for me was far bigger and better and more aligned than what I left behind. And then last month, my little best friend sister slash protégé from Amsterdam told me that they are considering moving to Lisbon next year. Guys, if this isn't pure co-creation, I have no idea what this is. This is the real meaning actually of the mantra that I repeat to myself. When something falls apart, I always say this or something better. As in when things fall apart, it means that this is making space for something better. And you can't know what's that thing because you don't see it. You don't imagine it, but it's coming your way. In Islam, we have this Quran verse that reads, وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ 
This in English translates as Perhaps you hate a thing and it's good for you and perhaps you love a thing and it's bad for you and God knows while you do not know. This was probably my biggest lesson in terms of trusting that I am taken care of. Something bigger than I am is taking care of me. Because now I deeply feel that I have my own tribe in Lisbon with whom I have meaningful conversations I create for years. Each time we meet, it feels energizing, genuine, super easy and flowy. And for that, I'm really, really, really happy and excited about what we will keep nurturing together. And I guess I am in September now. <laughs> the kids went back to school. I got clearer and clearer on the next steps in the business and projects I wanted to create. And from here, it felt like it was all fun, travel, creativity, alignment, connection, joy, laughters, great food, great new people in my life. I felt like I was resurfacing fully as the new me. Remember the one I told you about in part one of this episode. End of September, I finally got to travel to one of my favorite places on earth again, Egypt. Cairo was the last location I went to before the madness started in January 2020. And to say I was mega super happy <laughs> to go back there was an understatement. I got to visit my friends. I got to walk in the streets of Cairo. I got to see the sunset over the Nile and visit the pyramids. I also visited the projects we worked on and didn't get to visit during the pandemic. I got recharged from being there and seeing my loved ones. Guys, I really, really, really feel like I'm at home in Egypt. And here's the thing about that country for me. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. The people, the vibe, the great, great energy. I love everything about it to the point that I questioned this super good feel. I was like, why? It's crazy that I feel this way there. Well, the answer came later on after my first visit to Cairo. I discovered in 2018 that I was 12% Egyptian and even a percentage of that was Coptic Egyptian, which is the Christians Egyptians. And here's the thing, I believe in ancestors and the power of the collective consciousness linked to your lineage. So this explains that. This explains why I feel deeply connected to Egypt. I still have many countries that I need to go to to feel if I have any connection with them. Central Asia, Turkey and KSA because I also have that in my DNA. Fast forward, end of October, we took another trip as a family. We went to Morocco, Yasmin, Mauro and I. We landed in Marrakech. Yasmin was beyond thrilled to be in Morocco for the first time since forever. She didn't want to come back to Lisbon. Can you imagine? It's the first time that she travels and she doesn't want to leave the country we are in to go back home in Lisbon. And I totally get her. Part of me is also relieved because I didn't bring her that much to Morocco when she was a kid, right? And I was always feeling the weight of her not being rooted in Morocco and understanding where she's coming from. But that feeling instantly dissipated when I saw how comfortable, happy and super interested to know more about there and connect with people over there. I also got to meet my friends. I visited my family for a few days. I made new connections that I'm sure were meant to be. It was half pleasure, half business for me. And when we came back to Lisbon, I felt like I had unfinished business. So I went back again to Morocco in November, which proved to be the wisest decision because Morocco decided to close their borders again. And I literally took the last flight to come back to Lisbon. And with this, we are 
arriving to December, which for me is the month of the implementation phase of all the projects of everything I have planned for the Urbantopia platform. I'm also implementing and preparing the 2022 Ready 7 days online event that I will launch in January, which kicks the first step for the vision I have for this project. I am sure that it will support you to live life with more intentionality, more joy, more fun, and simply bring in more of you at the center of your life. So you can live at your own pace and as aligned as you can be. And I am super excited actually about everything that is in the making. And I know it's going to be an amazing message that is so aligned with my vision for life and my vision for the world. I cannot wait to share it with you. And with this, my friends, I close the second part of this first episode, which was this year in review, or shall I say four years in one year, with the ups and downs, with the experiences, the lessons, the vision, the identity shifts, and the best co-creation I manifested this year, in addition to traveling again, meeting my friends again, having fun again, and reconnecting with my home country, Morocco. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for being around, Thank you for your feedback on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Just keep them coming because I love reading what serves you, what worked for you, what you liked. If you had any constructive feedback, I am so grateful for that. So with this, my friends, I'll let you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for being part of this community and for being a force for good. All the love. Bye. So that's a wrap, my friend. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. You can also support us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Like, share, and spread the good vibes. Thank you again, and we will meet next week for a new episode. Until then, live fully and be kind to yourself.